Hey, everybody, before we start the show today, I just wanted to say that first, Julie and I missed you the last week or so. We had some technical difficulties, but and Julie doesn't even know this yet, but I was able to recover a lost recording, which is today's episode, episode 18. I was determined to recover this because I thought we made so many good points about some ADHD topics and concepts that I hadn't thought of before, and then the file was gone. So I do hope you enjoy the episode, but if you happen to hang on until the end, which I recommend that you do, here's the setup for the corrupted file, and it will make sense. It'll put things in context. As we were wrapping things up, Julie's computer froze, and one of my very favorite things to do is when somebody freezes, what is their freeze face? So hers was, it was fantastic. So then you hear me say, are you still there? And this is uh, directly from the transcript. I say, are you still there? Can, can you hear? And then I say, oh, I'm going to take that. I got to take a screenshot of this so bad. Do it. Hurry, Tony, hurry. Okay, wait until I send this to you. All right. Oh, if this does something weird with the recording. Oh, no. Oh, no. I did do something weird with the recording. So I just had to share that with you. It's not often that you lose a file or a project and then recover it for getting completely where it went south. And then in the editing process, realized that it was purely in the attempt of comedy gold that the episode was almost gone, which I think pretty much encapsulates ADHD in that very experience. And if you want a copy of that screenshot, send me a message at contact at tonyoverbay.com and I'll make sure you get that. Okay, on with today's show. Hey, Julie. Hi, Tony. What is going on? Just sitting here. Just happy to be here. We figured out all the things, all the sound issues and just feeling bright and cheery. We've got 10 minutes left for the podcast, uh, but that's no, okay. No, we do not. We... No, we do not. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> I, you know, what's fun about that, though, is we're super happy now because even when we got it all ready, your microphone was cutting out. And I wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to do the funny bit that you were going to have to be monotone the whole time because I don't think you were going to be able to do it. I know. that's That was our plan. We were like, okay, when I talk monotone, nothing happens. I'm working again from a different business building and... Now the network's having issues. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe this is the powers that be saying I shouldn't be your co-host, but I just don't no, take that for an you. answer. How dare no, I? Not. How dare the powers it's, that be? It's showing us that we can do difficult things and get through anything, which is perfect segue for the topic today. Since you're out and about, I'm going to read a little bit of an article and you are going to react as the kids say. How about that? As the kids say. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm here for it. Okay. You know what, though? I will just tell you, I just had a session with somebody and I did tell them that I would make them a special flower and I would bring up an, something that we just talked about. And I was going to jokingly say, you know, Julie, there's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time because it was going to be a long time means eight minutes ago because I had just gotten off this session. This person was talking about their husband has ADHD. And so she was saying, I just want to sit down and plan the summer ahead of time. But then he keeps saying, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Wait, I'll get to it. And then I just described the old, there's two timeframes with ADHD now or later. So in his mind, we'll do it later and later will never happen until it becomes now. And Mm -hmm. we talked last week, you and I did about structure and it really changed my view that I do have some structure and, and that's part of what led me on this path where we're going today. But how are you with things like that calendars and planning out the summer? And are you really good about that stuff? Yeah, uh, I am. There's some anxious attachment to that kind of stuff because for the exact reason you just said, if it's not now, 
later will never happen. I have to do things right now. I literally just left a meeting where I went and got the marker with the CEO and I sat there and I just started like hammering everything out on a board of details of, of dialing in. Yeah. Just, okay. But what is this going to look like? Because if I don't, it's going to leave. Okay. Julie, I want to go through this article today about ADHD with ADHD because I want to jump right to, there's one paragraph. It feels the whole thing for me. So it's uh it's from attitude magazine, online magazine, and it's called, you can't train away ADHD executive dysfunction. I know we've talked about the executive functioning in the past. And what I loved about that episode was the, my big takeaway was you can't just try harder because this is a, this is a brain thing. We have a, then they call it executive dysfunction. So um, you can't just train it away. You can't just work harder. And that sounds like a negative, but um, this article by Ari Tuckman, who is a, got a doctorate in psychology says, but you can more consistently get things done by creating systems in your life that support the brain processes. So I think it's that good combination of acceptance. And then I'd never really heard about uh, creating these systems. So let me jump right to the good part. I, I need to set the table first. So he says that uh, the hard truth about ADHD executive dysfunction. So he says ADHD might as well be called executive function deficit disorder instead of attention deficit. Because we talked before about we can we uh, have no no deficit of attention on things that we really like until then we are done with them. But he said that the executive function, that is the deficit and that's a continual deficit. And he said it's fundamentally a disorder that impacts how we use the brain processes that help us perform day-to-day functions and work towards short and long-term goals. It's not that individuals with ADHD necessarily have fewer or less effective executive functions. The problem is that executive functioning is applied inconsistently. We see this when we're able to hyper-focus on tasks we find interesting, yet find it downright painful to focus on what we find boring. So he said, ADHD is a deficit in reliably converting intention into action. I'd never heard it put that way. So we are inconsistent in converting our intentions into actions. And we've talked before about, we have all kinds of good intentions, tons of good intentions, writing tons of books and putting on seminars and courses and saving the world. Those are all great intentions, but I'd never seen it put that way, but we just don't quite convert all of those. And again, I thought that was what everybody did and dream big. Uh, how many businesses have you tried to start today? Or books were you going to write today? Or other things you were going to do today? Today? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. But today, I will say, so I am the head of coaching at Relevant Speaker. And I'm also sending out a speaker contract to a gig. And also, mm-hmm. I was on the phone with health insurance because they won't, they haven't run my kid's bill through it. And I'm also setting up I'm, I'm helping with this program. Okay. Wait, there was another thing. It's just been a lot. It's just, yeah, it's a multitask uh, thing. And you know what? We've talked about this before. I think I realized I actually just love it. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I'm, I'm hosting a podcast about ADHD because why freaking not? Yeah. It's so fun and so good. The others are a little more connected to what I do in my work. You know what? You do a lot of things too, but yours are all connected too. Like they all help well, each other. Right. Yeah. And where, yeah. And where I was even going with this too, is even the intentions. I like how he talks about intentions. Cause I did, I woke up today and I have one of my other podcasts with my daughter. We've been doing these relationship lives on TikTok, and the one last night had like 18,000 people on it. They keep getting bigger and bigger. So then I decided, Oh, why have I not put these as an audio podcast? So then I impulsively by the end of last night had decided I'll do that. Then I come in today and I record an intro and then I just impulsively put that on the virtual couch today. And it's a, a, a live relationship thing where I just think those intentions. So, but 
part of that was for a minute, I was going to do a completely separate podcast because I need another one. I need seven or eight to do each week. And then I was going to put that out there and I was already thinking of the new logo. And then I thought, oh my gosh, we, Sydney and I can do courses on dynamic of parenting. And so those intentions, but I accept the fact that, and I think I probably had already thought yeah, we can even write a book about that. We can do a course about that. We can start speaking about that. We got a new podcast. And then those are all those intentions that are probably not going to happen because by the, I think it one I got a friend, my buddy, Kurt Frankham's new book. Excited Saints. about it. Yeah. Oh, right. Awesome. And so then that got me. I also, as I was flipping through it, I was like, man, you know what? I need to write a book on some spiritual things. So today I've got, was going to start a couple new podcasts, get a course going, write another book. And that was all stuff that I had not planned on doing before today, where I'm seeing a bunch of clients recording this podcast. I did a, another one earlier this morning got two crowns and two fillings done. And I've got a women's group that I host tonight. So I think it's just that, that intentions of how we already cram a lot of things in and then how many more things are we trying to pack in? And I think that's the part that apparently everybody else isn't continually thinking of the next book, course, podcast, gig, even when they feel overwhelmed with what they currently have. Totally. Well, and that reminded me, we both had, we both happened to have dental work done today because I was at the dentist at 730 this morning put getting a crown put on and you better believe I was making my little reel for being on a podcast yesterday as they're doing it. I'm like, Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I'm like, I'm working right now. And so glad I did what a good use of my time. Cause I got all mm-hmm. these other cool things to do too. I think the thing I have to watch is that I make sure I stay present with the people I'm with, like oh, the yeah. relation, the relationships first, which I'm sure you're really in your role as a therapist. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you're not being present, I'm sure like that, that probably yeah. really forces you to focus in. Because, it does. It is a force. Yeah. It does. And I never, that's been a, that's been a dream. Cause I was the therapist before I ever figured out ADHD after spending 10 years in a career that I was absolutely distracted constantly because I just, I didn't like it at all. And look at this. I told you, I'm going to skip right to the good part and I'm not to the good part yet. He says, your batting average on doing the right thing at the right time is a little bit lower than the batting average of most people without ADHD. And then he said, the question is, how can you improve your stats? And he says, building a library of executive functioning skills is not the answer. That's because you, and I, this is the part where I was like, oh, this has made me feel better. And I'm, and I was last week I was Zen and a guru and I don't need to feel better. I'm just feeling and being, but this was good. He said, okay, building a library of executive functioning skills is not the answer. That's because you already know how to use a planner to keep organized. You know, that reminders are helpful for forgetfulness and time management. You know you should keep a to-do list. You know that you need to eliminate distractions to focus. The problem is doing it. And I love that because I do know planners are good. I do know that a to-do list is what people do. I do know that it's nice to not have as many distractions. It's not like I don't because that's where I love when somebody who doesn't have ADHD says, oh, you know what I do is I get an app and I just write everything down in it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I've never, ever thought of that before. I think I have five or six apps installed on my phone now. As a matter of fact, I just reinstalled one because I'm going to give it another go. And then I, I showed you, I've got, I bought brand new sticky notes. You can write with a dry erase marker. Yeah. I haven't really cool. done it. I know they're cool. I know. Look at you now. You're like, okay, I want to get those. Yeah. Cause the marker has like a really cool thing and that looks fun. You can and that looks dry erase fun. things. So yeah. that's going to work. You're going to be all, motivated now. Well, You're and, and I, <laughs> and I found them. And so now they're in front of me. They've been there for about a month. And one of them, one of them says finish college degree. Cause I mean, that was like 18 years ago or whatever, but they're really not that old. So he says that success comes from creating systems and backstops to support existing executive functions to take the strain off. It's about setting yourself up with honesty, 
which I love that. It's like, oh, I will not be doing that. Uh, Self-awareness and intention so you can more reliably coordinate your abilities to make the better choice. So here we go. This is, I think, what you were saying earlier when you had to get the, the marker in the dry erase board. Strategies to support executive functioning and achieve consistency. That's our goal. And we're owning it. There's nothing wrong with us. That's the whole point. We can't just try harder. It's not like we have never thought of these things. So he said, externalize, delegate, and automate. Take the load off of your executive functions by outsourcing the work to reliable tools. Externalize to-dos with intention. Whether it's sticky notes on the bathroom mirror, planners, whiteboards, voice notes, text to self, smart speakers, location-based reminders, or recurring alarms on your phone, find a way to dump it all out of your head so you don't have to internally manage information. I, that, I feel like that just gave me permission to do, I can put them wherever I want. That's a start. And I'm owning the fact that, yeah, I might get to them, but I like that, get it out of your head. And so is that what you were doing when you were writing everything on the board? Yes. Yes. Okay. And guess, because, and when I get it all out, I find that when it's all in and I don't have a place where I get more anxious, I'm more like, I can see, uh, yeah, because I'm holding it all in and I'm like, okay, I got, I got, okay, I got to remember that. But there's so much, I've talked to you about the relief of the planners taking care of it, but, but the, the roadblock, which that article already said, and you already said is in the moment when I think I'll remember it, that is a trigger for write it down right now. And I'm trying, and I just, Yesterday I was coaching Sam. I'm the uh-huh. coach for his junior jazz team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And we we're we we're working on layups, and I was having the boys just bring up their knee a little bit, even though they're not tall enough to really like have their jump really make a difference with the layup. I'm just trying to teach them the muscle memory, kind of like I was telling him like marionette strings, like that the leg okay. and the foot, right? Are you can't see it unless you're watching the YouTube video, but oh, yeah. they're they're hooked together, right? Just trying to get the muscle. Yeah. And I talked to him. I was like our muscles have memories, right? Our muscles have memories and they remember. So when we do it over and over again, yes, it's hard to slow down and think about this in a game. But if you do it over and over again, when you're not in a game, all of a sudden your mind one day is just going to do it. And you didn't even think about it. And so we, and how we, it's not practice makes perfect. It's perfect. Practice makes perfect, right? Like you got to do it the Mm. right way over and over again. All of that said, I am trying to get the muscle memory for, I'll remember that to writing it down and for it not to be a struggle, not to be a struggle, a fight of, I don't want to, it sounds hard to write it down, but just write it down, write it down. Cause guess what? It actually takes five seconds. And I feel like sometimes it's just doing it a few times and you're like, this actually isn't that hard to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think we maybe mentioned this, but this is the, I dig this. It's that implicit memory or what it feels like to be you. And it's based on the slow residue of your lived experience. So people think that, okay, well, I've done it a couple of times and I forget, but then that doesn't mean that that, yeah, it's like, then do it more and then do it more and do it more and do it more. And it's exactly what you said, because at some point it becomes part of your internal landscape of your mind, your implicit memory. And that is just what you do, but it takes, I just think it takes a lot longer than we want it to. So we give up. But well, yeah, yeah and okay, I, you're right. And I've had to learn to be okay with, I have a very detailed planner and I want it to be color coded and always matching things. That is not going to happen. My planner yeah. has notes all over, but guess what? It's not just the part about writing it down for me to look at later. It's also the part of just writing it down. I think what that does to my brain too. So a lot yes. of times, at the end of the week, I'm like, what do I have left to do? And I have to go back for the last three weeks and look, were there any notes I jotted down? I don't have a specific place for here are notes of what to check at the end of the week. So it's still a little bit chaos. It's a, it's still yes. a little scatter, but all the scatter is in one book. 
That's good. That kind really, of, that one. That for one. the most part, <laughs> I love that. One book, listen, <laughs> one book, and then sometimes notes on my phone. But guess what? When I'm like, wait, where was that? I know where to check. I'm like, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Okay, it's either notes on my phone. It's but so yes, could it be more organized and more streamlined? One hundred percent. That is too much to ask of me right now. Yeah, maybe is. one our, day our, that'll feel good and that'll feel like me and all the things. This is a win that I'm just it writing is. it down somewhere. Okay. And now I got to therapize you all over the place, Julie. So then acceptance, that means to take in without defense in its entirety. So it's, this is the way it works. Cause then if I still give myself a, cause so that then maybe someday it'll get better, then it's, I, I still feel like then doing I'm doing it. it yeah. Way. Right. I'm doing it wrong versus the, Oh, this is what I do. And then again, our brain wants to say, so that then will you like, then you'll eventually do it different. Right. And I'm like, no, this is what I do now. That is a place. If I am going to start doing it different, a great base to operate from. Because once I, I feel pretty good about where I'm at, then maybe I'll take a little look at, do I need to improve anything? But maybe I don't. Maybe I'm good. Yeah. Maybe it's really good to look at the why of why I want to improve it because I was just coaching a, a student and relevant speaker and we were talking through her goals of what she wants. And it was interesting talking through the goals as I was thinking about, it just made me reflect on my own goals. Of there's, We talked about this idea of even with a personality like mine, my default, even when I get to such and such place, it still will never be enough until I go to the place of it's, you talked so much about it last time of being at peace with what is and believing this is how it was always supposed to be like this. And that just is, and that is freedom and peace because Tony, I have a billion books I want to write. And you know what? I think I probably will get a couple more written. I really do in this lifetime. Guess what? Even then, if I operate from the place of hustling for my worth, as Brene Brown talks about, it's not going to be enough then. I guarantee. It's not that cool I've written a book, Tony. Because guess what? So many people have written a book. It's not that cool that I get paid to speak. Do you know how much some people get paid? It will never, (laughs) ever, 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 ever be enough. Yeah. Until you are enough, Julie. Until I am enough. And we are getting there. We are enough most of the time. But there's still always progress to be had. But I relate listening to someone else talk about it. I'm like, oh, I know this rat race. Because this person, I hear people say incredible things about this person. They're like, she's killing it. She's amazing. And you talk to her. And I'm like, yep, this is us. This is what we do. Is It's never enough. Because you could have done so much more still. There's so much more you wanted to do but you yeah. didn't get all that done. And so it's never enough. It turns out you never get enough done. And so there has to be a mindset shift of this is, and right. Like you talk about. Yeah. Why well, I love my beloved acceptance and commitment therapy so much. Cause it talks about instead of happiness being, I'll be happy when, when I get the book, when I make this much, when I get the house, when I get the car, which is the way we're wired. It's that, mm-hmm. that it's what's the value based action that I'm taking because that gives me the sense of purpose. So it's not about the car. It's if I am doing the thing I enjoy, if I'm being curious, if I'm being adventurous, because then I can have a, a happiness really is more of a purpose-filled life because then you can have the ups and downs, but you overall have this feeling of internal wealth and just this life well-lived. And it doesn't matter if I get the second book or the third book. I know we, we probably sound like a couple of, it's funny. Oh, look at them complain about their books. Cause I too was like, I just need one out. And I was looking uh, for my publisher. They sent out this newsletter and it's been a bestseller in the sexual health and recovery category for three years now. But you, I don't know, if, I don't know how you're saying, not really making much money. I mean, that's not the way it works with books. So it's like really cool to say that I have that, but it, I'm so right there with you where I like now that I can say author 
but oh, I thought that would be really cool. I thought that'd be way cooler. So my brain still does say, well, maybe it will be cooler to say author of a couple of books, but I already now get the fact that no, that's not the, it's not the point. And I, okay, and now, yes. <laughs> the why. So that's why going back to the why is I am doing this. Be, what is the purpose of this? I am doing this to make money to pay for this. I am doing mm-hmm. this to like things that are because we all, if we're talking about profession, which you and I have talked about a lot, because that's been a journey for both of us finding a profession. Mm-hmm. And we both are in a profession that we find is very meaningful and actually, yeah. you know, helps people. And I know you and I, that's why we both love our jobs is because mm-hmm. we're both like in the right kind of difficult in a lot of shifting yeah. and a lot of different things. And we're helping people and it's just fun and good. Now my question is, so having a why of I'm helping people, right? That's exactly what you're talking about. Purpose-filled life. Like I'm having integrity. I belong to myself. I'm doing what feels right and authentic to me. So therefore I had a good day. My thought here with that is, which I want you to be able to finish, but I just have to throw in here this thought of what do we say to grandma and grandpas who say the generation now it's all about, well, what if it's not fulfilling to me? And back then they're like, you guys are also entitled. You just did the work because you had to put food on the table. Yeah. Well, in my world, I get to say, man, tell me more about that. Cause old, old people like a life review. That's what we say as therapists. But what do we and do with that? Is it okay? It, it's, I think it just is. I mean, like, we go, is. They do. I was going to say it is like, it's correct. And so then that's where I feel like in the world of immaturity, then if somebody has one opinion, they're saying, then the other person thinks that, oh, so that means you think mine is wrong. I will now defend mine mm. and tell you yours is dumb. And in reality, it is more of a, well, it tell me what that was like. And. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me what that was like. That sounds wild. Yeah. Yeah, It's like stand up comedy. Yes. And yeah. Yes. And yes. Yes. And yes. And Mm. because I, because I'm I'm joking about that, but so it's like, uh, so I had this, well, the person, the reason why we recorded this time for me, you know, the, then she passed away, but when she would get really down and you jump into that life review and a lot of times it was the people have it this way these days, or they don't appreciate this. And I know that if I'm going to, yeah, but her, then that's only going to make her more frustrated. But if I was like, man, I hear you. And tell me again, what was that like? I want to know, tell me what your experience was. And she literally was a switchboard operator. And she'd tell me about listening on the party line. And she'd tell me about, and then she just feels heard. I mean, that's, I think that we all want to just feel that. And, and so if the other person is trying to tell me that I'm wrong, again, I'm just being and doing. So then, well, tell me about why that, what you think about what I'm doing. And this man, I could understand that because what was your experience like? And then you just shifted it back over there, you know? So I get to do that and get paid to do it, which is really cool. But we can even do that with the old people at church. All right? the old people. All the, <laughs> all the people. old Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm just going to do speed round. This will actually be very hard. You're, you watch me do this. I'll make it really difficult. You are okay. not allowed to say anything, Julie. And I'm just going to speed round about these things. That's mean. <laughs> now you, I, I know people have to go watch the YouTube video because your eyes are like, that. that is not. Because there's, there's a couple of things I just, other things that I thought I really liked. So we just talked about externalizing to-dos. He said, and this is funny because this is like a great thing. Set up automatic payments, which I think that is a game changer. We haven't even talked about this. I can't tell you how many ADHD clients I've had that will say, is it normal that I don't like to open my mail? And I'm like, oh, I've got piles of it. I don't like to open it at all because then you have to deal with it. He said, use password managers. And this is one of those where we talked about when you were saying earlier, doing things until they become routine. I had multiple password managers. Now I use one. I've used it for years. And it is funny because it's, oh, that's amazing. Instead of having the same password or having a password on a notes this or whatever, I use one across all devices. 
and it's it's and it's funny because it just takes all the guesswork out. He said place clocks everywhere. I, I don't that isn't something I do. But again, you and I have talked about I'm my version of ADHD is never late. Be way 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 early. Look at that. If we had more than a minute and a half, would you be commenting? She's nodding her head. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he said it. Okay. I like this one. Take willpower out of the equation. Why spend lots of energy resisting your phone when it would be much easier to silence notifications or keep the phone in another room? I can't keep one in another room. Julie's saying, she's shaking her head. No, that's ridiculous. I'm kidding. She's like nodding her head. Yes. I know I was being funny. Um, (laughs) But that's one I just learned recently of what do not disturb is. Even since we've had this podcast, you too. (laughs) Julie said me too. And that is, it's wild because it, you can just do stuff and you don't even have to look at your phone. Yes. <laughs> okay. Then he's okay. Then he says, I thought this was really funny. Would you bet a thousand dollars on it? He said too often we're overly optimistic about our ability to handle distractions and muster the discipline to get things done. He said, cut through the false optimism by increasing what's at stake. Would you bet money that you'll be able to stay focused with your phone around or that you'll be able to leave on time without setting and honoring reminders? What would it take for you to confidently make that bet? And I, one of the things that when I write my 10th book and then I start producing TV series at some point, then I want to raise money and I want to do this one where it's like, what could you do in a, in what time frame if whatever, if $5 million were on the table, could I learn to play classical piano in 30 days? Because I think with ADHD, I'd give it a good run. Yeah. I almost want to say, Julie, you can comment. There's a couple of them that I'm not a big fan of. He says, speed up consequences, make potential regret come faster, create artificial consequences that are immediate. Like I can't even finish that paragraph because that's just silly because that's pretend that it's due this tomorrow. I'm like, it's not though. (laughs) Right. I'm too much of a genius. I get why scatters okay because I know. And then this is a good one. Make processes enjoyable. The benefits of making better choices like reviewing your notes, dedicating time, filling important documents often arrive far too gradually to fuel motivation to the extent you can always find processes and routines, make them fun and easy. Don't do it for anybody else. I feel like we've talked about that in my beloved world of acceptance and commitment therapy, socially compliant goals. I do it because I think I have to versus I do it because this is what I want to do. Always credit yourself for taking positive actions. He says, given how much criticism and, and correction those of us with ADHD receive, I love that. So people listening, I guess where I'm skipping the love ADHD piece, but it's like for everyone, give yourself a little credit. You're doing better than you think you, you are. Um, love ADHD. Love ADHD. Thanks, Tony. And then, yeah. And then setbacks are inevitable. Don't beat yourself up or catastrophize. And that's what we talk about because it happened. Check that out. Check it out. New experience. Oh, Julie, you did really, really well there. Just like nodding. Keeping my mouth shut. It's actually kind of a thing I'm working on this year is in what areas of my life, if I closed my mouth more and listened more, would I be a better, just pick one and I'm working on it and I'm, it's not shaming. It's just, I want to, I want to up level. I want to turbo it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Julie, what a joy. Thanks for having me as your co-host. Sorry. I just said that because I've been guesting on like five podcasts in the last one. Oh yeah. I was say, wait, I'm your co-host or you're my co-host. We're both co-hosts. All right. Have a wonderful day. Are you still there? Here. I'm going to take, oh, I got to take a screenshot of this so bad. Okay. Hold it. Hurry, Tony. Hurry. Okay. Wait till I send this to you. All right. Oh, if this does something weird with the recording, 